she that stands in the center of her power. I'm your host, Sanaa Green. Join me as we explore the divine feminine and give you some divine feminine soul food. And before we get started, I would like to offer a poem that really looks at the shadow self. This is a poem by one of my favorite poets, Khalil Gibran. I'm going to read the poem, and then I'm going to go through and give some um, definitions of the shadow self, and then I'll bring Lottie Spady in, and I'll tell you all about her. She is like, she's, she's, a, she's a mover and a shaker in the world, so I'll tell you more about her. But first, I'd like to share a poem. <clears throat> and a woman spoke, saying, tell us of pain. And he said, your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. Even as the stone of the fruit must break, that its heart may stand in the sun, so must you know pain. And could you keep your heart in wonder at the daily miracles of life, your pain would not seem less wondrous than your joy. And you would not, and you would accept the seasons of your heart even as you have always accepted the seasons that pass over your fields. And you would watch with serenity through the winters of your grief. Much of your pain is self-chosen. It is the bitter portion by which the physician within you heals your sick self. Therefore, trust the, physici the physician and drink his remedy in silence and tranquility. For his hand, though heavy and hard, is guided by the tender hand of the unseen. And the cup he brings, though it burn your lips, has been fashioned of the clay which the potter has moistened with his own sacred tears. That's a poem by Khalil Gibran from the book, The, po the Prophet. And that is, to me, really defines the shadow self. And I want to get, um, once we once I read the definitions, I want to get Lottie's um, perspective on that. So the shadow. What is the shadow? Um, one of the noted psych psychologists, C.G. Young, says that the shadow is either an unconscious aspect of the personality that the conscious ego does not identify in itself, or in short, the shadow is the unknown side. Now, we have the shadow side and we have our, our person, our personal side, who we are in the world. And the persona, according to Jung, defines who we would like to be and how we want people to see us in the world. The shadow, conversely, is an archetype that forms part of the unconscious mind and is composed of repressed ideas, instincts, impulses, and weaknesses. It's, um, it's our desires, maybe even some perversions, and it's our embarrassing fears. And often it's what's running the show. I realize that my life is running the show. And so what I'd like to do is bring on my guest, um, who is Lottie Spady, and I want to tell you a little bit about her. 
I'm going to shorten her bio a little bit because we're not talking as much about what she's most focused on now, which is Earthseed Detroit. Lottie V. Spady is a community educator, a wellness media maker, and practicing herbalist. And she is also the founder of Earthseed Detroit, which is an educational community health program that is focused on imagining and co-creating the Afro-future of our health through love, wellness, respect, and deep joy. Earthseed Detroit centers social justice, community empowerment, health, local access, and affordability through healthy media making, herbalism for healing, medicinal plant identification, foraging, gardening, and the creation of wellness supports such as tea blends, tinctures, elixirs, and salves. And she founded Earth City Detroit in 2014. It evolved from 15 years of Detroit activism, nonprofit management, and program direction with workshop facilitation, working specifically with children, teens, and adults to promote, educate, and empower communities at the intersections of media justice, food justice, environmental justice, community health, and civic engagement. Lottie currently teaches do-it-yourself community health classes in seasonal plant identification, herbal formulations, and medicine making. She also does um, classes in wild edible cooking, and she also offers a host of other courses. However, the piece that I would like to, to mention about Lottie, even though right now she's focused on herbalism, not that it's like a fad or anything, I know her to be a deep thinker, someone who is always interested and open to self-improvement and self-development. And she always has really um, insightful perspectives on life, on living, on who we are. And she's willing to grow and to share her growth with others, which is something that I've always admired about you, Lottie, is how you are able to be vulnerable in circles that I could I could never be. So without further ado, I would like to welcome Lottie Violeta Spady. <laughs> Hi, Lottie. Thank you so much for being on the show with me today. Hi, Sana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very pleased to be here. Thank you. <laughs> Yes, yes. And you know what? I really wanted this to be like more of a conversation. Mm -hmm. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to read a couple things and I want to get your um, perspective on them. First of all, what did you think about the poem, the Khalil Gibran poem, as it relates to the shadow self and what we've been talking about and how we've been growing over these last maybe six to eight months as we've been talking together about the shadow stuff? Yeah, that was so deep. That is like one of my favorite books. Um, and there's so, something in there literally for everything, right? You could just flip through like, what do I need today from this book? Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But I really cued into a few lines, although there were plenty, like I, I could, I didn't take good notes, but. Well, no, not, you didn't need to take mm -hmm. notes, but just, just off the top of your head. Well, especially the line that much of your pain is self-chosen. Yes. Mm -hmm. I mean, and that yes. is, but then I like the way he went on to say, um, 
something about how the physician uses that to heal your sick self, you know, like mm-hmm. something about, you know, the, the cure is sort of manufactured from that, those bitter, painful experiences. Um, so that just reminded me of the lessons that, what does it take for us to get our lessons? You know, sometimes, yes. um, I mean, you know, so many people give you good advice or tell you stuff or, you know, your parents or whomever. And right. We're just like, la, 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 la. Nope. <laughs> I got to get it until it comes at me hard and furious I get that to be hard. upside the head. And it's like, oh, well, why'd you have to do it like that? And it's like, um, I gave you umpteen chances to have it soft and gentle. <laughs> but um, that really came to mind. Yeah. Yes. And you know what? I want to read something. There's a book that we that we've both read. You started talking about the shadow like last year. And I was like, okay, yeah, you were having some revelations. And then I was like, yeah, well, maybe I need to look at my shadow. Maybe that could really make a difference for me and how I'm, you know, as I'm working to um, release sugar and and get healthy again and get back out and and do more in the in the in the community. And one of the books that I heard, I heard about it, a woman on Instagram mentioned this book. It's called Existential Kink, Existential Kink, Unmask Your Shadow and Embrace Your Power. And it's by Carolyn Elliott, PhD. I'll have the the name of the book in the show notes. There is a section that I wanted to read and we can reflect on, which really ventures from getting lessons in a Mm -hmm. hard way. Persephone suffers through her ordeal being kidnapped raped controlled and then one night deep in reflection on her miserable fate she eats the food of the underworld seeds of a pomegranate when she eats the seeds she accepts the underworld back into herself literally ingests it and remembers that she herself created pluto who had um raped her and controlled her She created Pluto by her own choice in order to experience herself as separate and innocent. It's an aha moment. As Persephone remembers this, she sees Pluto in a new light. Instead of seeing a cruel monster, she sees a lover so selfless, so devoted, and so subservient that she fully played the role of a malicious villain just because she asked him to. Now, this says, seeing this, Persephone forgives Pluto, and they tenderly unite. See, that, <laughs> my last relationship, mm-hmm. who was, I feel he was, you know, just, just a demon. Mm-hmm. I, I can see it as maybe, yes, part of it was something I wanted to create, but I am not trying to reunite. Right, right, right. But, or and... It was, I thought that was amazing. I actually just read over that part earlier today, actually. And the part about how basically we invited that in, you know what I mean? Like we invited that experience Mm -hmm. in, in order to have, in order to engage in that experience. You know what I mean? Like, I think that story is symbolically saying like they reunited as, but but we are trying to reunite as one, you know what I mean? As one whole 
integrated self. Yes, one right. whole person. So no, we're not trying to reunite with uh <laughs> <laughs> you know, we might have sent the invitation, you know, subconsciously and in some ways consciously. Because, you know, in that same section, a little bit later, the author is talking about a, a toxic relationship that she was in and that it was very abusive and how she, I paraphrased it, but she has a sentence where she says, I could use him to keep me contained so that I didn't have to risk exploring myself or the world without him. Now that mm. resonated to me so much in the same way, thinking of a past relationship or any situation, right. how I could use it to create like this dual situation where I could be resentful, like this person or this situation is holding me back and I can't do what I want to do. And oh my God, how, why, why, why am I being treated this way? I can't believe it. And if only I could transcend this, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this. But, and this is where the shadow comes in, the other part where she says, I didn't have to risk exploring myself or the world without him. Like this feeling of being either undeserving or afraid to fully give yourself to the world and any other possibilities. You know what I mean? Like how convenient, right? To have this um, sort of catch 22 going on. Like, well, if only, if only this wasn't happening, I could do it. But you invited in the thing that's making you not able to do it. And you're keeping yourself fastened to it too. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, was, I was reading this like, what? <laughs> I know, but that that's real it really made me stop and think like, wow. Hmm. <laughs> yes, that is something to consider because you know, in and and one of the things that I really resonated with even though we may realize that we help to create a situation that's that looks on its face to be hideous. We can't even, at least I, I can say, I can't even imagine how I, I, I was embarrassed of myself for having allowed mm -hmm. such a hideous relationship, such a hideous, emotionally abusive relationship to continue mm -hmm. to exist. And yet it really was fulfilling something in myself, some, some idea mm -hmm. of myself that I didn't really want to mm -hmm. face. I didn't really want to face. So... It is hard to to take a look at that, and I and I I was feeling that maybe you know, and it took me a while to get past the whole notion that I had done something, rather than realizing that I could always change it. I could I could I could do I could do mm -hmm. it differently. I could change it around and do it differently. And that's one of the things she says in this book. I don't see the the actual part, but she talks about how we can acknowledge that we had a part in it, but we don't have to be guilty. Mm -hmm. We can just do it again, look at it differently. And, and one of the things that, that really resonated with me as I was getting over the relationship and really, really working to, to regain my brightest self, I realized that, um, 
they, you know, I had some challenges because I wasn't really fully engaged mm-hmm. in life. So she, one of the things she says is most of us human beings have spirits that are poorly translated by egos into lots of judgment and standoffishness. Most of us have conscious minds that have not yet fully committed to incarnation. Mm. And that's why we're not unstoppable forces of nature. When you fully commit to incarnation here in this material plane, fully commit to being who you already are and having the experience you're already having with total orgasmic kinky joy, there's a paradox there, right? But I really feel like I wasn't fully engaged in life. Like there was something that I didn't really want to mm. take a look at about life. Mm-hmm. And you're in just like you were saying how you, you have this relationship and, you, and it gives the relationship gives you the opportunity to not really mm-hmm. look at yourself. It's the same thing. So you don't, if you don't want to fully incarnate, you don't want to really look at yourself and, and it's the same kind of, um trick bag that we are putting ourselves in that we have that we may have put ourselves in in the past that is that is giving us the opportunity to mm-hmm. do something else to to break out of it to break out of the bag yeah, yeah. i agree yeah yeah so tell me you were doing some shadow work and you came up with a really innovative way to do it. You, you're very artistic, and, and you were, and you do collages, and you're like um, a manifester. And a, somebody said a con. Somebody said they were a conjurer. <laughs> but you can decide. This is what I want. Just like this is what I want, and and then it just comes into being. <laughs> so I guess that's that's what they call it. I guess that's yeah. a conjurer, right? I don't know if you want to claim that. Maybe title, it doesn't but... sound too bad. <laughs> I'll take I'll drape that across my shoulders. <laughs> I mean, well, it's cool to think I mean, yeah, I mean, I have been doing uh collages and vision boards for a long time. And so it's interesting how I've just come to see how they have helped me see um where i am in my manifestation or conjuring ability you know what i mean cuz yes i've i've done vision boards and a lot of things have come to pass like i'm a firm believer like whoa but there were certain things that wouldn't have wouldn't come to pass you know what i mean like i was like how is it i can manifest this and i can manifest that but this right here <laughs> This is like a vacant lot. <laughs> Nothing is growing here. Nothing is happening here. No matter how many pictures I paste mm. down, <laughs> no matter how many. And so, you know, in learning more about shadow work and just doing more excavation work, I was like, okay, I must not be energetically tuned to that. You know what I mean? Like, as Abraham Hicks says, you know, my vortex, not in my vortex, you know, I'm just not allowing it into my vortex. Um, mm-hmm. So I was like, all right, that must mean I need to do more, you know, deeper work in this area, more excavation work in this area. And I started, 
I'm trying to think of like the direct pathway I got there. I don't really know, but I just started um, doing some intuitive collage work. I had seen a YouTube video. An artist was talking about how she uses intuitive collages to kind of loosen up for the day, like when she's journaling, pasting things down without not, not planning them, just like selecting things more at random and just really allowing sort of her fingertips to be the guide, you know? And I had sort of been feeling a yearning to get back to more artsy type things, especially over this past year um, when so many different emotions were coming up and just trying to find ways to sort of self-care and self-soothe. Um, I started leaning much more on my art again. And I was like, I'm gonna try this. I'm gonna try this. And so, you know, it was like paste down a bunch of random stuff, do a free write about it and see if anything comes up. And I was like, okay, whatever, you know. So I started um, trying those in my journal. And I was really amazed at, <laughs> I was amazed at how this process, it was like it was allowing a different part of me to speak, you know, like sometimes the more I would try to figure something out, you know how you wake up from a dream and you try to remember it and the harder you try to remember it, the more it kind of slips away out of your, you know, out of the corner of your eye. It's like, oh, I can't see it anymore. So it seems like it's the harder I would try to work on certain aspects of myself, the more I would just sort of, I don't know, just hit a dead end or a brick wall. Be like, I just don't know. I just don't know. So it seemed like um, doing these intuitive vision boards really allowed another part of me to speak. And I think what the magic, if you will, of it is that it required that I relinquish control it was like, I was like, what do you mean? You just pay stuff down. <laughs> what do you mean? You just, <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean? You just put your hand in the magazine and pull out something. What do you, what? It really was, it really gave me a lot of cognitive dissonance. Like I was like, this is rubbing me the wrong way. <laughs> I was like, I'm telling you now, this is rubbing me the wrong way. I don't know. <laughs> um, I did allow myself like a color palette you know, like pick things that were at least in a pleasing color palette, but just to relinquish control, which I think even goes back to parts of existential kink and the ego in and of itself, right? It's like so much of it is about control mm -hmm. or the fear of not being in control or, you know, just what'll happen. So, so I don't know. It was just really a freeing exercise. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. I would imagine that it mm -hmm. would be really freeing. It would be really freeing. And I, cause it, I have to say that I've done vision boards and I've done affirmations and I can't really see that they mm -hmm. have really worked for me, mm -hmm. which is why I felt I needed to really do some shadow work. I think I can embrace some, some affirmations now from doing affirmations regarding my mm -hmm. health changes that I'm making. And, and in Existential Kink, she talks about how she um, sometimes was not able to connect to the new age mm. way of doing affirmations because 
if you have uh, if you have a, a subconscious belief that that's like if you have if you do an affirmation saying that I am wealthy and yet you have a subconscious belief that you have to be poor in order to be a good person then it's very likely that you will not be wealthy or ever become wealthy because mm-hmm. the two will cancel each other mm-hmm. out and um so that was one of the things and so I think we do need to have ways to circumvent the um, the beliefs that may have kept us locked in. And the journaling, the, the, I mean, the, the um, collage is a great way. I'm I would love that. to. Yeah, um, I, I would love to see what comes out of it for you, too. Um, because, like mm-hmm. I said, I've just started doing it. I, I did a small workshop in it just to see if the process would work. Okay, we were on Zoom, given, you know, given this day and age, we were on Zoom. I just wanted to see how it worked in a group setting, because sometimes, you know, some things are more conducive to a group setting than others. So, um, I mean, I think it would work in a workshop, but I'm also curious for individuals to just try it. And I'd love to hear what you thought of the process and especially if it made you uncomfortable. Cause that's when I feel like I'm starting to learn like that feeling of when I'm really, Oh, I'm going, I'm doing this work. Cause this feels nasty. <laughs> this feels, <ugh. laughs> this I must be doing, I must be getting at that spot. Cause this is really making me feel kind of like I want to stop <laughs> or I want to, um, you know, like you said, I don't want to, I want to, I don't want to, I don't want to do this anymore. Yes. I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know. Or shut it down. We'll shut it down some kind of way. Like, Oh, I don't know. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Well, tell me, how did you feel comfortable sharing some of those shadow work collages on, I saw you share them yeah. on Instagram so, and Facebook too. That's a good question. Um, I challenged myself to do it okay so sort of in the vein of existential kink right like um part of what she talks about at least the way I understood it to be is leaning into like like if you identify an area that you are feeling like you know that you might think is part of your shadowy side you know um how do you lean into it? So I was just like starting to notice like where I was resistant and, and also from some past experiences, like some group therapeutic conversations I've been involved in um, where they talk about how your secrets kind of keep you bound and you really, you really destroy the power of a secret or even the power of one of those deeply embedded narratives like she was talking about, you know, when you sort of turn it on its ear or expose it or kind of confound the ego about it. You know what I mean? Like, wait a minute, we're not going to, we're not going to cringe at that anymore. What are we doing? What are we doing? (laughs) What is going on? You're just putting (laughs) us out there like that. Well, that's not a thing that doesn't work anymore. So I was like, and and because I also am sort of like a, you know, tr- I'm trying to have a healthy lifestyle, 
channel and a healthy lifestyle presence and and not so much be a my example is like look if i can do it anybody can do it i'm not trying to be like hey look at me i'm perfect i'm like yo if i can do it anybody can do it so um i just wanted to challenge myself to be vulnerable in that way because because i knew it would help me to get comfortable with my fears and my insecurities and the things I was working through. And because at the end of the day, I'm really starting to know, realize I'm not alone. We're not alone. You know what I mean? There's somebody out there who might see that collage or see those questions and they may not come back to me and say, oh my God, you this collage made me do this. But on their own, they might go, you know, that really, that really helped me today or it just gave me something to think about, or wow, if that person can talk about how, you know, whatever my issue of the day was, <laughs> if that person can talk about that, then maybe I can face my, my secret or my scary place, or just to not feel alone. I just made myself do it. Wow. Well, you know, I, I admire you. I admire you because I know that we're in an age now where people are willing to share. I don't know if Oprah started it, but I know mm -hmm. Oprah was, you know, she, I'm, I'm laughing, but she shares mm -hmm. some things about her childhood and on national television that people responded to. But and now it's really commonplace for people to share what, what's been going on in their lives and even the share, yeah. their, I guess, their woundedness. Yeah in some ways I definitely think there's some some value to it and I, I you know I guess I you know, I probably need to do some sharing too but I just I, I don't know I'm, I'm having to work on that but I guess in this in this podcast mm -hmm. I'm sharing some things but because one of my big things was sugar and even right now I have to say I'm I, I'm I really want something sweet because this it was so frustrating and well, I should say nerve wracking. I was anxious about doing this podcast, even though this is something I've been talking about since 2015. I, I'm not sure exactly why it's been so difficult for me to. Well, I guess I do know why, but it's it's been difficult for me to to mm -hmm. to be heard, and to do and to use the technology and <laughs> and. And and it's, and I and I and I realize that, that that there's some difficulty with that. So I'll have to work on sharing, work on sharing. But you know that was a sharing through, right there. Um, <laughs> that was a sharing right there because exactly. that's huge. Exactly. You know, just that's huge. Just to like just becoming. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that. I was just saying, becoming more observant of the connection between certain certain feelings and then certain behaviors. You know what I mean? Like the once you start, and I think she talks a lot about that in Existential Kink. You know, like once you observe it and sort of lean into it, like okay, I'm feeling icky right now. I'm feeling nervous about this. It makes me want some sugar. Okay, all right, okay, I'm moving through this. We're gonna go through. You know, you know, you're still, you're still. I feel like you're still doing the work, you know, doing the, 
the heavy lifting of shadow work, you know? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Yes, because I, you know, <laughs> yes. And in, in, in the book, it, it really does look at a lot of different um, aspects of being able to face whatever it is you're, you're going through. So it was really helpful for me to read about that. And um, one of the other one of the other things that I, that I thought was really great that I really wanted to, um, to bring to fruition where is, I don't, I don't remember the exact passage, but in the book, she talks about the masculine and the feminine energies and how they work together. So the seed of, of what we want to manifest is, is, is the masculine. And then as women, we are, we're incubating the seed so whatever we plant is 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 what grows and i think this culture has has encouraged us especially as black americans even if um even if you are really successful the culture encourages us to see ourselves mm -hmm. in a negative light Often we're depicted on television and in movies in a in a negative way, and it really requires maximum effort mm -hmm. to transform it. And so we have to transform it not only on the conscious level but on the subconscious level, which is which is what existential kink is about too. The transformation of that can be can be radically. Um, can move us radically into a can be can be a radical movement into an entirely different way of existing in this world mm. and in this country. And that's why it's so important for each of us to to do the work, and it's a continuous process. Like we don't say, "Okay, well, I've spent a month working on it. I'll, I'll have nothing else. I'm I'm, I'm good." Mm -hmm. <laughs> good, but um, what she said about New Age, I mentioned about the New Age slogans. It talks about there is an illusion that um, that we can say these slogans and that or an affirmation is automatically automatically going to change. And she said what the slogans tend to not address is the ancient tension. So there's an archetypal mm -hmm. tension that we're all working through. Even though I feel like it's a, I, I feel like the things that I'm going through mm -hmm. are just my personal journey. You know, it's just me. And like, but really it's, it's, it's an archetype that humankind is experiencing. And I'm a part mm -hmm. of I'm a part of the human race. You're a part of the human race. So what we're experiencing is a universal um, the dilemma that humankind is 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 going through. So um, you want to do so for me. I want to do good in the world. I see myself as a as a as a, a light worker, as a healer, and yet I end up with a narcissistic mm -hmm. person. Who, who belittled and demeaned that part of myself that I thought was so wonderful. And I'm not the only one. I've read a lot of different, um, I've heard from a lot of different people who are empathic, 
who end mm-hmm. up in narcissistic relationships. So really we're working for the humankind and for our lineage, our ancestry. So what she says is that there's an ancient tension in the human soul between the deep unconscious part of us that wants to be separate and thus, this is on page 86, and thus threatened, alienated, lacking the part of us that wants to experience, and then there's the part of us that wants to experience unity and thus bounty, harmony, and Mm. beauty. So what, what, if you were to, to, um, to come up with an example in your life of a part of you that is craving the, uh, the unconscious and is craving or, or lacking in some way that that's in, in contrast to a part of you that's wanting the experience of union and beauty and bounty. Is there one, is there an, an example that you mm. might think of in your own life? Ooh. <laughs> that is a hard That's question. A hard question I um, I, uh, one example that comes to mind is my belief or feeling. It goes back to that first example too, like um, keep using a situation to keep yourself contained. Um, I think the gr- I, I still. I think I'm better now, but I am now coming to realize, I think that unresolved grief, um, the passing of both of my parents around 10 years ago, um, it's been almost 10 years. Oh, my mother, years? my father, 11, my mother, nine. So I know, right. It's been, and, and the fallout from that, you know, like just the ripples ripples of dysfunction and everything. Um, I just think that um, for lack of a better way to put it, I grew accustomed to living inside of that grief. And therefore I would complain about what I wasn't accomplishing as far as what I may have wanted to do with like refurbishing their house or things I wanted to do within my own business or ways I wanted to, you know, engage fully in life. Right. But I just kept kind of, I feel like being, I I know that grief was an honest and sincere and genuine emotion that I was having, but I also think it was a place for me to hide. You know what I mean? It was a lot of shadows there, like a lot of shadow Mm. self there. Like that's my little girl space. That's where all the stuff comes up. You know what I mean? Where anything that from childhood, any, any kind of thing I want to dwell in, is there, you know, and some part of me felt like to move beyond it. I don't know. It was, it felt like, well, it was scary. First of all, I could, okay. This is what's so deep to me about the work she describes 
is that sometimes you feel like if you're honest with yourself, you could ask yourself the question. I think you, you can relate to this, too, is like, what would I do without that? Wait a minute. Well, what would I do without that feeling or emotion or thing taking up all the space in my life? Like, what would I what? Well, then what would I do? You know? Like, oh, yes. Yeah. Like, oh, you mean I'd really have to (laughs) be my fullest, vibrant, most beautiful self. And as much as I hear and want to say your parents wouldn't want that for you, your parents would want you to they would want you to do this. They would want you to be free. They would want you to. But part of me is like, yeah, but what would I I I can't. It's 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 a really. That was a huge example. I mean, I can give you a smaller example about how I didn't want to water my plants, but <laughs> but this. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's really that. Thank you for thank you for that because mm-hmm. so many of us are going through grief as people who have passed away, and I I mm-hmm. also have lost both of my parents, and yeah, I, I feel like I'm still climbing out. There's so many things in my house that were my mother's or other people's, and you know, someone gave, told me, it gave me an intuitive message saying that all the mm-hmm. things that are here are holding me down. Mm-hmm. So in the summer and fall and summer, I was giving, you know, throwing things away and still there's so much here. Mm-hmm. And really I want to hold on because having, having those things from my home house, from my mother mm-hmm. makes me feel closer to her, to them to to my mother my brother my father it's just that it's, yeah. it's time to to release especially as the energies are shifting and 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 we need to move into and we're we have the ability to move into a whole right. new way of and it would be different if i was figuring out or if you were figuring out if we were figuring out ways to hold those things or those memories and do what we need to do but when it's in the way of doing what we need to do be it physical items or mental clutter emotional clutter that's keeping me from doing the other thing it'd be like I said it'd be different if I'm like okay well I'm out here thriving and this is a place where I inside of me or or physically I, I have my emotions I have my sweet memories I still have sadness. I still have grief, but I'm not, I'm not, it's not ruling my life. You know, it's not, um, it's not these big bookends around what I allow myself to do and be and feel. So I feel like I've been climbing out of that though. I do feel like I've been, I can feel that I'm climbing out of it and because The one thing I want to say about this book is while I appreciate the exercises in there and I appreciate the points that she makes, I will never agree with her saying that this is the quick way to do it (laughs) because I don't think shadow work can be done quickly unless unless it is about watering the plants. Like what I keep talking about, I was like, I don't want to water my plants. So I leaned into it. I was like, well, an existential kink, she would say, lean into it. So I was like, you know what? 
I don't even like plants. I don't like plants. I'm not going to water these plants. I'm tired of being aggravated every time I have to water these plants. So why do it? Why do it at all? Let's get rid of all these plants. You won't have to feel like this. And while I was yelling, I was yelling this at the top of my lungs, walking around the house, like berating my poor plants with this crazy barrage of words. But what was I doing? Watering them. As I was saying this, it's funny how it like <laughs> it was almost like a, a, you know, how you have to um, run interference across like I had to stick something across the flow. <laughs> I don't know. It was weird. It worked. I feel like it worked for little stuff like that. <laughs> yes. Yes, yes, yes. Some of her exercises. Yeah, they 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 were you mm -hmm. like an operating operating instructions where you you write out how you um the like the 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 most sinister way that you might be mm -hmm. that you might interpret your actions and how they be and how they relate to you so let's say you know mm -hmm. like you were saying plants, <laughs> you are an herbalist yes <laughs> How could you say you don't like right? I mean, just the whole thing about it is ridiculous. It is, and that's what was so crazy how the ego works. Like it's so ridiculous. Plants are my happy place. I talk to them all day long. Like oh my god, but but when my alarm, I have a little plant alarm that goes off on Sunday mornings. Like get up and water the plants in the living room, and I always have a twinge of aggravation. And I'm like, what is this about? Why why do I what what is that? So that was just my way of like interrogating that feeling. <laughs> so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yes. Yes. Well, Lottie, thank you so much for taking this time to talk with me about ex about the shadow and the shadow work and Thank you for that wonderful workshop that, that you put together. I'm going to, I want to attend your workshop and I'm going to try it myself. Maybe I can get into collage and, you know, and actually <laughs> create a collage that, was, that actually came true. <laughs> if I can get past the, the shadow work, maybe without all the sugar, mm -hmm. uh, you know, things will manifest in a different way. Because that, that sure mm -hmm. was a monkey on my back, I have to tell you. But I, I'm on the upswing, so I'm really grateful that doing the shadow work enabled me to really see how I can actually get some help mm -hmm. to get to my most Wonderful. vibrant, healthy self. And I'm just so grateful that, that I wasn't debilitated before mm -hmm. I realized I needed to make major yeah. changes. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I'm really glad to hear that. Yes. And I definitely think you are on the other side of, of your grief. I, I, re mm -hmm. I remember mm -hmm. when you were in the midst of it and how, um, you know, how um, difficult it was. Mm -hmm. I could see how difficult it was for you with all the things that were happening. And I, I think you chose a, a good way to, 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 to move yourself out of the energy so that you could get into another, another, another mm -hmm. space. So physically leave the house that you lived in, where your parents lived, so that you could go to mm -hmm. a place where you could change your mind, change your surroundings, and heal. And now you're doing so many wonderful things for for people and for the community with 
this herbalism and your love of plants. Well, thank, thank you, you so much, much for, for those kind words and and thank you for your support through those times. I remember, yeah, we've, you know, we we go a long way back, girl. <laughs> so I'm thankful yeah. for that and yes, yes, being on yes. this journey, this yes. healing journey with you also. Um because we've we've gone through a lot of iterations of ourselves and um I feel like we keep spiraling up. I think we're spiraling up, you know, it's a circle, but we're going upward. So yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you a lot, Sana. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, thank you. I appreciate you too, Lottie. And so before we close, I want to leave with one, leave us with one thought that um CJ Young said. Until you make the unconscious conscious, it will rule mm. your life and you will call it fate. Mm. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me for In the Center of Her Power podcast. With um, This episode features Lottie Spady. And if you would like to get more information about Lottie and her work, yep. her website is, is it earthseedetroit.com? earthseeddetroit.com and you can also find her on Instagram. What is your Instagram? Yep, it's earthseeddetroit on all the socials. earthseeddetroit.com yeah, earthseeddetroit on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, all of them. <laughs> Kept it easy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Thank okay. you, Sana. Right. Have a wonderful nice day, day. Thank and you so much. we'll talk again. All right. Peace. Thank you for listening to Center Her Power podcast or In the Center of Her Power podcast. If you would like to get in touch with me, please email me at sana at centerherpower.com or at my website, centerherpower.com. Until we meet again, ignite your genius and shine.